Welcome to the Golf Exposed Podcast. It is non-stop trash stuff. I'm supposed to be pros here. I would be barefooted, drunk, playing golf. Golf Exposed Podcast. But it wasn't talked about like it is now. We got our kick. Where we give you the good, the bad, and the truth about golf business, betting, and stories. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Golf Exposed Podcast. My name is Jordan Michael Colson, about to be joined by our expert panel, John Brown, CEO and President of Brown Golf Management, and Bryce Voison. We all know the Ryder Cup is on everybody's mind. The question is, will the USA procure and reclaim the Ryder Cup as it emanates from scenic and historic Wisconsin? Now, Bryce, when you think Wisconsin, you think cheese. You think Aaron Rodgers throwing a temper tantrum. You know, Green Bay isn't... Uh... Uh, you know, a huge vacation destination. People are coming here to play with me. Maybe if you're a true crime fan, you think Stephen Avery being locked away. Yeah, they don't know which way to go. My younger brother, he don't know which way is up and down. But you certainly think of Whistling Straits Golf Course. Now, have you ever played there? And have you played with any major rubbing elbows with some high-class celebs while you were there? I actually have played there, yep. I've played there. It's a uh, fantastic golf course, as, you know, everybody knows. Um, awesome experience. I did not rub elbows with any celebs while there. Um, Just some senators, congressmen? No senators, no con- no congressmen. Uh, I actually did play the PJ Championship tees. Um, it was a, uh, a challenging round of golf, let's say. John, any interest in buying and acquiring Whistling Straits in the Brown Golf portfolio? Oh, yeah, that'd be wonderful. All I have to do is liquidate my other 27 courses, and right. then we can grab Whistling Straits and host these great events. Now, you know what else you think of when you think about Wisconsin is you think about the Ryder Cup captain, Steve Stricker. He is Mr. Wisconsin, as far as I'm concerned, leading our U.S. team this week. Well, the United States team has its youngest and arguably most inexperienced team in the 43-year history of this illustrious contest, but they are ripe with talent. And Europe, obviously, equally talented on both sides. So, John, Bryce, this is a little bit of a different format than we're used to on the betting segments. So walk us through it. How, how is it going to take place? How are you guys going to uh, cannibalize each other's savings accounts today? Yeah, well, you know, Jordan, I, uh, I love a good opportunity to take John's money. And I think that's what we have here. So rather than us, you know, talk about who we think is going to win, um, obviously, we're both probably going to be cheering for the U.S., we're going to do a snake draft and we're each going to pick five golfers, alternating picks to, uh, and whoever has the most total points of our five picks will win. So there's no VIG on this one that we always like bets with no VIG Jordan. So that's, that's a plus on this team competition against each other. But also while we're going through the snake draft, we'll actually give some odds on some of the players we're talking about, which you can bet to win high points on either the U S or the European team, which is a way you can get bets in. If you like some of the things that we're discussing as it relates to the players. But before we get into that, Bryce, I think it's important to talk about Bryce and DeChambeau's hands. Are you worried about his hands this week? I'm not. I, I think, a lot of the hoopla that happened last week in the media around Brooks and Bryson's hands. I, I, you know, I think it's just all distraction. It seems this week, like everybody's getting along. Well, Stricker has, you know, said over and over again that he feels his teams are going to be ready and there are going to be no issues. Um, So, you know, I I hope Strick is right. And I'm hopeful that Bryson's hands are fine. And uh, Brooks actually gets excited to play. Bryce, what do you think is more likely, Bryson DeChambeau throwing his driver uh, 
company under the bus again or Terrell Hatton throwing a club? What's more likely this week? I would definitely say Terrell Hatton throwing club. I think better odds might be Terrell Hatton throwing a club in every match. Ooh, I like it. So are you, are the both of you familiar with Paul Azinger? Of course. And his work is his job. I consider myself a broadcast journalist in the world of golf these days. And as a broadcast journalist, I'm analyzing what he's been doing in his spats with Kepka and DeChambeau lately. And does, is, is his role kind of like, uh, for lack of better terms, like the Stephen A. Smith, the Colin Cowherd of golf, is he trying to just stir up some controversy? That That is blasphemous! To get some eyes on the product, or does he really seem to just get in an altercation with everybody? Even though it's trivial, I understand that. He's always been uh, a guy that kind of rubs some folks the wrong way. He speaks his mind. Uh, he is a Ryder Cup captain champion, so got to respect him for that. And so he does bring a wealth of knowledge, and he won a major championship. So I kind of like his perspective. I think it's more to drum up interest and intrigue into the event. What do you think, Bryce? Yeah, I totally agree. I think people give him a lot of credit because, as you said, John, he's a former Ryder Cup captain champion. Um, he came up with a great strategy of, of the pods that week, and it looks like Stricker is, is using – that pod strategy again this week. Um, so, you know, I think he gets a lot of credit for that win. Um, but you know, it, it is his job to drum interest. And I think he does a good job of it. Any, in your opinion, guys, with some comments that came out and some commentary on those comments by Azinger, is there any additional pressure on Brooks Kepka after what some consider to be controversial statements regarding his preparation and calling into question perhaps his passion for the Ryder Cup. Well, he's coming off a, a wrist injury as well in the tour championship. So that coupled with, you know, the, this uh, beef with DeChambeau and them having to play nice and then him uh, kind of alluding to maybe not the uh, passion that some of the other players have for the event. I think there is a bit of pressure on him. I think he'll probably feel it Sunday. Um, Brooks doesn't feel too much pressure too often, but uh, in my opinion, if the U.S. team fails and he doesn't play well, he's going to burden a lot of the responsibility. There you have it. Hot takes. We're dishing them out. All right, guys, let's get into the picks. I don't know who wants to go first, but um, I'm excited to hear what you guys have to say. And I'll stop and make some comments on the way because I have some more questions for you guys regarding some of the hot storylines and some of the players going into the, into the weekend. Well, Bryce, before we get started with going through the snake draft, let's just talk about the overall event. So the odds on the overall event – are roughly uh, the U.S. team to win is minus 190, which means basically you have to bet $190 to win $100. And the European team is plus 220. Now, obviously, uh, we are on U.S. soil. And by the way, plus 220 means you have to bet $100 to win 220. So, you know, the odds are much stronger as far as a payout as it relates to the European team. Uh, the U.S. team has higher rank players. We're on U.S. soil. There's a lot of things that appear to be going our way. But Europe's won nine of the last 12 Ryder Cups. So, you know, if you had to bet $100 on this match, Bryce, would you bet 190 to win 100 or would you bet 100 to potentially win 220 with the European team? Where would you lean as far as the odds? Yeah, if I, if I had to make a bet there, I think I would uh, go with the European team. I, I'd put 100 on them to win 220. Um, you know, obviously the United States uh, is favored. They're a far more talented team on paper. Um, they're on home soil. I think the golf course is going to be set up to take advantage of players who hit the ball a long way to really play to the United States player strengths. 
However, uh, I do think, and I think history shows that there is an element of camaraderie and, uh, you know, just given the fact that, you know, Europe comes in, you know, so much stronger in these Ryder Cup events, um, I'm based on the odds, I'm going to go with Europe plus 220. Bryce, I would tend to agree with you. It's kind of, if you factor in all of those ratios there, it's kind of three to one, uh, you know, on your bet, whether you pick Europe or the U.S. And, you know, I would generally look and, you know, take the hedge with the, uh, the stronger odds with the European team. Except as I go through these two teams on paper, honestly, and I know we've said this before in the Ryder Cup, I don't see how the U.S. team doesn't win this match. I mean, it's kind of remarkable what we're looking at here. Now, obviously, we're looking at six rookies from the U.S. team, changing of the guard to some degree. Phil Mickelson's not on this team. But when you look at the world rankings, when you look at the European team, you know, bringing four, you know, 40-plus-year-olds to this match, which obviously brings a ton of experience. But, man, it really seems on paper the U.S. team is so much stronger. For this event, I'm going to bet on the U.S., even though I would tend to agree with you when it comes to the odds. Logical sound strategies there, gentlemen. So um, let's get into the your individual picks and, and where you see things heading. All right. Well, we got a snake draft here, uh, potentially. So I guess it, we're gonna, the lucky one will be whoever gets the first pick, Jordan. So I think Jordan, you need – Jordan, think, you got a, do you have a trivia question lined up? Why don't, why don't we start with a trivia question, and whoever gets the trivia question correct – uh, gets to pick first, and I will give the honors to JB. He'll get first crack at this trivia question. So there's, um, there the answer to this question is going to be numbered with one through three. There's three individuals, and whoever gets the most will will win the trivia question. Therefore, cementing the first pick. So, what individuals have played in the most number of Ryder Cups for Team Europe? I'm looking for the most, second most, and third most. So I get first crack, right? Yes. Okay. I'm going to go with the most. Or should I have you both write down your answers and then tell me who you No, know. I'll take a crack here. Okay. I'm gonna... the, the Ryder Cup's been going on forever, but yeah. I'm going to go off recent memory. I'm going to go Nick Faldo, Sergio Garcia, and... Sevi Ballesteros. Well, you got number one and number three, which I'm pretty blown away by because Sergio, I, as a young guy, wouldn't have thought. Nick Faldo leads with a total of 46 Ryder Cups played for Team Europe. Lee Westwood is at second with 44. Ah, oh, that should have gone. And Sergio Garcia has 41. So, um, Bryce, I didn't give you a chance, but John got two out of three, so I'm going to give him the option to take the first pick. Yeah, no, that's good. He he would have beat me. I I had uh, I had Seve Ballesteros as my number one. So, all right. Well, we were thinking the same there. All right, great. Let's snake draft it up here. Let's have a little fun. We ready? Pick one. <laughs> my fake drum roll. I am electing an American player, uh, the most successful American player in the last Ryder Cup, who went four and one. I think he's going to play in every match, which in this format is very important because we're going off total points, Bryce. Uh, you can pick him up at plus 900 to score top points for the American team. He's ranked sixth in the world, and that player is Justin Thomas. Pick one, Justin Thomas. Yeah, good pick, JB. Um, you make an interesting point there that, uh, you know, 
looking at the odds, I think you can look at the odds and kind of draw a conclusion on who might play the most and not sit for any matches. I agree. I don't think JT sits at all. So I think there's a lot of value there. Um, you know, players that stand out on the board to me that I think will play every match that you might not expect. Looks like Victor Hovland. He's at plus 1400. He's the third favorite uh, on the European team. So, you know, someone like that, I think you can look at those odds and say there's a good chance Victor plays every match, at least five out of six, probably. Um, okay, so with my first pick, I am going to go uh, with the favorite here. I'm going to go with John Ron. The logic behind this pick is simply that he's the favorite and you've kind of left the door open here by picking JT. Um, Rom's definitely going to play every match. Uh, he's a very, very um, emotional player, and I think he's built for the Ryder Cup. Spaniards have done very well in the Ryder Cup in its history. Uh, I think he'll have a very successful Ryder Cup. I'm going to go John Rom. Good pick, good pick. I'm going to hedge against the American team here, and I'm going to go – down the board a little bit with the European team. And I am going to go with a player who's shown he can play great in team events. As a matter of fact, he won the 2013 Team Norway Junior Tour Championship, which is remarkable. But uh, I am going to go with Victor Hovland, 24-year-old, could be the next budding superstar in the European team. Young guy, I agree with you, Bryce. I think he's going to play every event. I'm going with opportunity more than I'm going with world rankings right now as far as who's going to get the most opportunities for points. I definitely believe Hovland to be that. And he did win the U.S. Amateur at Pebble Beach, so he's shown he can play match play. So I will go with Victor Hovland, pick two. Good pick, JB. Yeah, went down the board a little bit there. Um, I can respect that. For my second pick, I am going to go with uh, Dustin Johnson. Uh, this is a player that likes whistling straights, obviously. Uh, we all remember the, the rules infraction there in the bunker and the PGA Championship at whistling straights that Jason Day eventually won. Um, but obviously a guy that likes the golf course, um, I, you know, I expect him to play well this week. I've heard rumblings that he's going to be paired with Colin Morikawa, obviously another young, great player. Um, I think they'll be a, a great team in those match play events. Uh, so I'm going to go with DJ. All right. Good pick there, Bryce. Okay. I'm going to go uh, with uh, the gold medalist. true it's damn true a player that was three and two in the his last president's cup this is his first Ryder cup he's shown he can play well internationally uh and with uh folks from europe during that olympics and uh i think he'll be paired a lot with patrick cantley i think they'll get a lot of opportunity to play i think they'll play well and i am going to pick xander shoffley for pick three yeah, good pick, JB. Um, first Ryder Cup for, for Xander. So I think it'll be interesting to see how he plays. You know, I and I don't I don't believe he played in the PJ in 2015. Probably was still in college back then. But uh yeah, I mean he's he's obviously a great player, so good pick. All right, so my third pick. Uh this is a bit of a hedge based on JB's pick, and I can kind of hear the booze in the crowd out there, but I'm gonna go with Jordan Spieth. Um we all expect him to be paired up with Justin Thomas uh, a lot of the week. Therefore, um, I'm taking some value there away from JB with that Justin Thomas pick, because if 
Obviously, Thomas plays well. Spieth's going to get a lot of points too. So I'm going to go with Jordan Spieth. Let me ask you guys, is Jordan Spieth back to form, in your opinion, to where he's a threat for any tournament that he plays in now? Yes. Bryce? I, I believe so, yeah. I'd say yes. And in and, and this format, I mean, I and I think this speaks to a little bit why the Europeans have been so successful. It's really all about making putts. Um, in my mind, Jordan Spieth's the best putter in the world. Uh, so I think he, 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 you know, I think there's a lot of value on Jordan Spieth. All right, John, you're up. All right, pick four. I'm going to pick a, a young uh, first-time Ryder Cupper, two-time major winner now. The guy I think is the best iron player in the world. You can get him at plus 1,600 about to be the top point getter for the USA. And uh, I'm going to pick Colin Morikawa. I think Colin Morikawa is, you know, that that type of player that could go out there, win his first two matches, and then Stricker says, you know, we got to keep playing him, and he plays all five. So I'm going Colin Morikawa. Good pick, JB. You know, we're, uh, let's see, we've, we're seven picks in, and this is the eighth pick, and nobody has taken Rory McIlroy yet. Um, you know, obviously a guy that's played well in the past in Ryder Cups. Uh, everybody can think back to his, his duels with Patrick Reed. Uh, I think Roy is going to play well in this event, so I'm going to take Rory with my fourth pick. You know, Rory's won four Ryder Cups already. And he's 32 years old. This could be his fifth Ryder Cup that he wins. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. Why do we think he fell down the board so far? I think because there's better players in the world than him. He's ranked 15th in the world. And, you know, he's, I think he's phenomenal. I mean, he's 32 years old. He's been in the top 15 basically since he's 21, 22. And, uh, but there's other great players in the world. So I just think it was just, you really can't make a bad pick when you're doing this because everybody's no, a great, but player, I think but the odds makers are a lot higher on him this week than you guys are. They, they probably are because they know, you know, he's a, he's a popular pick, sure. you know? So, all right. Well, listen, I have a, a couple of fun picks. If I ended up with the 10th overall pick uh, in this format, Bryce, but since I don't have the 10th overall pick, it's really hard for me to go against the chalk on this one, in my opinion. Uh, you know, what I wanted to do, I'll tell you what I wanted to do, is I wanted to go with Paul Casey. You know, he's a 2018 captain's pick. He's 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 won three Ryder Cups. He's, you know, a phenomenal gritty player, 44 years old, though, kind of a little on the back nine of his career. And I'm just not going to do that. I'm going to go with Patrick Cantley, you know, one of the hottest players in the world. He won the FedEx Cup. You can get him at about a plus 1100 to be the highest point getter on the U.S. team. And uh, we obviously saw his toughness with that battle with DeChambeau at the end of the FedEx Cup. Guy's playing great. One of the best players in the world. So I'm going with Patrick Cantley. So if Patrick and Xander play together, I'll be uh, hooting and hollering big time for that U.S. Team. Putting all your, your eggs in the Xander and Cantley basket. Not a bad basket. Not a bad basket. We just couldn't uh, put the biscuit in the basket. We just couldn't put the stuffing in the turkey. Or we couldn't even put the turkey in the oven. Uh, we couldn't put the car in the garage. We just couldn't uh, put the biscuit in the basket. But you're going to make me go uh, down the board here for my 10th pick. And I actually, I love it. I feel great about this pick. Uh, I'm a little concerned because I just hope he gets to play quite a bit. Um, but I think Daniel Berger... Uh, is going to have a great Ryder Cup. I think he was built for the Ryder Cup. Um, I think you got the potential with a player like Berger to be eventually someone like Poulter is for the Europe team. 
you know, he, he's a great putter. He's consistent. He hit, he's hits the ball straight. Um, I think he's going to be unbelievable in foursomes and in, and in his single singles matches. So I'm going Daniel Berger. You know, Bryce, when I was looking at this, I thought there was a default line after the ninth player and that 10th player was going to be, you know, kind of a, a, a little bit of a risky pick. I know you picked Daniel Berger because you saw his match play prowess when you were uh, 18 years old and he was 13 years old in the Florida State Amateur, I believe, and he he pounded on you. So how could he not go to the Ryder Cup and pound on everybody else? I hope he gets his opportunities. He's a, he's a great player, young guy, was a captain's pick. Uh, could be a difference maker, but is he going to get enough matches? That's that's the question. I got a little question for you here, Bryce. So there's uh, well, it's not a question. It's more of a statement. I, I read this today and I was absolutely floored by this. OK, Sergio Garcia and Ian, Ian Poulter have combined for a Ryder Cup record of 42, 18 and nine. That's amazing. That's the reason they've won nine of the last 12 Ryder Cups. It's on the backs of those two players. Yes, absolutely. I'm, I'm, you know, I, I expect Berger to be paired up with Kepka this week. Um, you know, they were college teammates at Florida State and, and their buddies. Um, I'm kind of hoping that we might see a little bit of a changing of the guard and maybe, you know, Berger and Kepka will be those two players for the United States team uh, for years to come. Well, there could be a bunch of United States players for years to come because they're all young and, and, you know, the oldest player on the U.S. team is 37 and Dustin Johnson. I mean, we, there's a there's a 41 year old in Sergio, 45 year old in Poulter, 44 in Casey, 48 in Lee Westwood. I mean, that European team is about, uh, you know, as old as it gets when it comes to these types of matches. So it's going to be very interesting to see the old guard with the great records in this event versus the young, uh, you know, new new Ryder Cuppers from the U.S. team mixed with a couple of the U.S. superstars. I'm excited for this event. Any young guns that didn't make either of your lists or your picks that you see could break out and really prove themselves this weekend? I think Scotty Scheffler could. I think Scotty Scheffler is the type of player, a lot like Daniel Berger, if he got out there and played, you know, a couple matches, could really get going. But I also think there's a chance Scotty Scheffler's on the shelf until the singles matches. So you really couldn't go down that road, in my opinion. You know, the other one that we didn't pick that is, uh, you know, been playing great. Uh, you know, for years now is, is Tony Finau and Tony Finau could definitely, as long as he doesn't jump in the air and dislocate his ankle, he'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, Jordan, I, I think Shane Lowry, he's a Ryder Cup rookie, but I think Lowry's going to play well in this format. And I'm surprised to see the odds on Lee Westwood, obviously a seasoned veteran, but he is um, the longest shot in the total points odds for the, for the tournament. So a uh, little surprised to see that. That probably gives us a little insight that maybe he's not going to play. Uh, he's going to be on the bench for, for a few matches. So we'll see. Now, Lee's a little bit ahead of Burnt Weisberger. I don't know if I said that right, but, man, does he not fit into this group of 24? What time and how, Burnt? Any chance yeah. Tom Kite comes out of retirement and leads the European team to victory? I'm PGA Tour Pro Tom Kite. How about I give you a few pointers on your game? Stay the hell out of my locker. Not the European team since he's American. Well, <laughs> well, gentlemen, we may very well have some inside info coming out of this tournament that can be really beneficial for our, um, our listeners and for our own experience. So um, can we talk a little bit about the captains and vice captains of each team? And we may very well have a firsthand experience with one of those gentlemen. Sure. You want to go first, Bryce? 
Yeah, sure. Um, although I'm not sure I know all the vice captains for both teams, but um, for the European team, obviously, uh, Podrick Harrington, the Irishman, is the captain. Um, and then for vice captains, we have Graham McDowell, who I believe has played in uh, three Ryder Cups and a Walker Cup. Uh, and we also have Robert Carlson, who is a, a Swede. And I'm drawing a blank on the third vice captain. I'm not going to hold it against you that you don't know. all. Here you go. I got him right here. Luke Donald, former number one player in the world. Martin Keimer. He's he's been a, he stepped up and done some big things in the Ryder cup. Henrik Stenson. He hits duck hooks every other tournament he plays in, but he's been a heck of a player. Uh, beat Phil in that duel at the British open. And then Robert Carlson, Graham McDowell. And then obviously Padraig Harrington, who might be the strangest three-time major winner in the sport. Uh, in my opinion, that's the European team. And then for the Americans, we got Steve Stricker, who was always one of my favorite uh, players on tour. And he's got Fred Couples, Jim Furyk, Zach Johnson, Davis Love the third, and Phil Mickelson. Seems like so many vice captains. What do you think these vice captains do all week long? Do they just get to relax, Bryce? Yeah, they, they really don't do a whole lot. My understanding is that um, the captain puts each vice captain in charge of a group of three of them. Um, and they just kind of take those three players and make sure that they have everything they need and, you know, give them all the, the pep talks and, uh, you know, rah-rahs they, they possibly can for the week. But my understanding is, is that's the, uh, the framework of the week for the vice captains. What do you think Jim Furyk's telling Brooks Kepka? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he's giving them some picks for the week, you know, football picks, uh, <laughs> That would make sense. That, that would be, he probably says, I've made a lot more money than you in my career so far. <laughs> yeah, Furek seems like a pretty analytical guy, so maybe, you know, maybe they're talking football picks. All right, great. Well, we're looking forward to a great Ryder Cup week. Absolutely, guys. Thanks so much for your picks, your wisdom, your infinite knowledge, and we look forward to a great Ryder Cup weekend. If you want to follow the guys' picks, feel free to do so. Let us know on social media how much money they made you or lost you. Or if you want to place your own picks, let us know down in the comments of all of our social media platforms what you think of the guys' picks, for better or for worse. Remember to like and subscribe on all major platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere you get your podcast content. And as always, visit browngolfmanagement.com and golfbacksolutions.com. Thank you, guys. We'll be back next week, and we just might have a very special guest who can give us some inside info and insight and experiences about this very Ryder Cup. Thanks, everybody.